the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining for a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Glad to have you along. We have talked before, at length, at times, about the senseless settlement paid by the city of Columbus to protesters in the aftermath of George Floyd's death in the summer of 2020. Uh, We have decried the half million dollars the city spent on a no-bid contract to investigate the police officer's conduct, and we have uh, bemoaned at length the nearly $6 million settlement that the city paid to whiners and rioters who would not disperse when ordered by police. But now I hope the city has to dig super deep into its pockets and pay even more. Not to uh, lawless people who I believe protest largely hoping that they will be uh, able to sue the city for some perceived demonstration of uh, inequity. But I hope they have to dig super deep, in fact, even deeper than they've already dug in their pocket to pay off Columbus Police Officer Tracy Shaw. Because when you do a shoddy investigation, uh, one that is clearly targeted toward demonizing police, and then the results of that investigation are not borne out, authenticated, reinforced, validated by actual criminal charges filed against the police, well, then you should have to pay the police who you have put through horrendous circumstances and whose career credentials you have compromised. Uh, Those are among the things that Tracy Shaw alleges in her lawsuit, which was filed yesterday in U.S. District Court. She's filing it against the guy who was hired to do the investigation he was paid 150 grand, uh, and I hope she gets uh, Andrew Ginther in her crosshairs and anybody else at City Hall. Tracy Shaw was out on the streets in May of 2020 when people were rioting, throwing things at police officers, not following orders, and she did what, if any officer in the department is aware of, what to do, it would be Tracy Shaw, because she used to teach officers how to respond in riot situations within the bounds of the law. She was an instructor at the police academy. She was an expert in allowable use of force. And so, because clearly in the heat of the moment when rioters were not dispersing, were not following orders, she discharged her pepper spray in a one- or two-second burst. Nobody was treated medically at the scene when she did so. Uh, Nobody was injured by her doing so. Yet the mere use of a standard-issue piece of police 
equipment for such kinds of dilemmas uh, is what put her on the radar of Richard Wozniak and what led to him saying that she had violated her pact with the city. And so she was put through the ringer like several other officers were. She emerged from it without being found guilty of anything. Two other officers faced similar charges. One had their charges dismissed. The other found not guilty by Municipal Court Judge Jim O'Grady. So none of the cops did anything wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, you could say none of the cops did anything wrong. Six million dollars seems a lot to pay to people who said, hey, I was mistreated by police officers. Well, did the final adjudication of the case bear that out? No. Wouldn't we all like to get a six million dollar settlement from the city of Columbus tax free? Those settlements are tax free, you know. Didn't know? Mm, gets better, right? So Tracy Shaw filed her lawsuit, and she says that uh, Richard Wozniak, in some cases, uh, filed charges against her knowing they could not be proven at trial. She said that the people who she sprayed her pepper spray at or near had been throwing objects at her. It's also interesting that the city commissioned a no-bid contract for Mr. Wozniak and Baker Hostetler to investigate this, and the $50,000 contract ended up costing the city a half a million dollars. Boy, I don't know. When you budget a certain amount of money for an investigation, and then it ends up costing 10 times as much, and you didn't bid it out in advance, that seems to me to be the kind of uh, thing that would fall under the umbrella of public corruption. Is Zach Klein, the city law director, investigating that? Did Andrew Ginther face not not just charges? Did anybody in the local news media ask him about that one time? One time. The mayor of Columbus can spend 10 times the amount on a no-bid contract and not be facing charges. No, it's the police who were brought up on charges, and the police were completely exonerated. Uh, Tracy Shaw's lawsuit says that Richard Wozniak, the investigator, did not interview two of the alleged victims until after he filed his charges against her. And that Mr. Wozniak failed to interview other police officers who were in the area or who were Tracy Shaw's supervisors. And he did not talk to any use of force experts about whether using mace would have been appropriate under Columbus police policy at the time. Now, the police officer's conduct was reviewed by U.S. District Attorney David DeVillers, attorney for the Southern District of Ohio, and he refused to bring criminal charges against them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So Tracy Shaw's got an interesting case. I don't know if she has a case that will be settled out of court. My guess is yes. I would love to hear it go to court. I would love to hear some discovery. I would love to hear some testimony. That would be sweet. Her job at Columbus State as an instructor, which she held for the better part of a decade, gone. So, to me, it looks like she's been damaged, and I hope she makes the city pay for that. Now, the other big story is, are we on the verge of a banking crisis? 
And what does it mean, given what the government has done to shore up deposits from two banks that have failed? And I heard yesterday uh, we had 20 banks that were in peril. We had trading stopped in the stocks of some banks. Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank said he'll never buy another bank stock. And one of the reasons why he'd never buy another bank stock is because we're supposed to have rules for the backstopping of deposits in banks. Like, I know when you go into a bank, it'll say it's insured by the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and your deposits are guaranteed up to $250,000. Well, Joe Biden came out yesterday morning, which, by the way, was uh, I didn't recognize it at the time, and thankfully I was able to hear uh, Jen Psaki on uh, MSNBC. Jen Psaki, of course, the original liar-in-chief. Uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. I was not aware how heroic it was for Joe Biden to come out. But here, let me let me clue you in fully, according to Jen Psaki, just what lengths Joe Biden went to come out yesterday morning uh, before the hour of uh, 915. Uh, and that's what people need to hear from him. Now, it's important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. There you go. He does nothing before 9 a.m. He's not like the Army in those old commercials. They do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Joe Biden doesn't do anything before 9 a.m. He's a night owl. Funny, I read a CNN story a while back that he's a really early bird. He gets to bed early. Like he eats dinner at like 4 o'clock and... He's out like a light. Interesting. Anyway, super heroic of him to come out at 9 o'clock to say he's going to guarantee all the deposits at uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Um, But they're only supposed to guarantee the deposits up to $250,000. Now, this bank, we have talked with Josh Pick before. By the way, Josh is out of town. We did not have Josh yesterday on Money Monday. We'll have him tomorrow. We have talked before on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show about a phenomenon at work right now in the financial markets called the inverted yield curve. And an inverted yield curve means that if you put your money into a short-term CD or bond, you get a higher return the shorter amount of time they have your money. Now, that's not typically the way it works. Typically, you tie your money up longer term, you get a higher rate of return because they have your money a long time. What causes an inverted yield curve is super high interest rates. Well, we have super high interest rates. How long have we had super high interest rates? Well, a while. We've had them, we had like four or six straight, three quarters of a basis point interest rate hikes. So interest rates have been going up. I think we all know that, right? Interest rates have been going up. And if smart people like Josh Pick were on top of that, you got to wonder why supposedly smart people at Silicon Valley Bank weren't on top of that, and why they tied up a bunch of their assets in long-term CDs. And then when they needed money, (laughs) they couldn't get their money out. But that's okay. Uncle Joe is there to bail out the Silicon Valley Bank and the fat cats who support it. So a little bit more on the uh, SVP bank collapse. There's a big debate out there as to whether or not this bank should have been bailed out. Uh, Because the thought was that if you don't bail it out, if you don't, on on the Biden administration, by the way, would have you know that it is not a bailout. Bailout implies that the taxpayers are going to uh, foot the bill for this. 
And the Biden administration would have you know that you're not going to foot the bill for this. The banks are going to foot the bill for this. And the banks pay into a special fund, and that's where the money will come from, to guarantee the deposits of depositors at Silicon Valley Bank. The little guy, right? Like Biden talked about this the other day. Like the small businesses, right? The small businesses that will be uh, bailed out. Here's uh, the president yesterday uh, putting everyone's mind at ease on the small businesses that will be bailed out. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. So who are these small businesses? Well, SVP, that's the bank, had a very unique clientele. They had very few individual customers. They had 38,000 corporate accounts. And Silicon Valley Bank, where do you think their corporate accounts come from? That's right, Silicon Valley. Venture start, a big startup, tech startup companies, okay? So they had big ideas in biotech, big ideas and you know, all kinds of internet stuff, complicated stuff, super complicated. It takes a lot of money to get a business off the ground. How many years? I don't even know if Twitter is profitable yet, right? These businesses, but they have potential, right? And they have people who are looking for a big score. And so they sink hundreds of millions of dollars into these companies, expecting a big payoff down the road. And there are venture capitalists, groups of wealthy, wealthy people who look at a proposed business and say, yeah, I think that, I think that's worth putting a couple million dollars into. It's basically like, it's like a big shark tank, right? Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, Lori Grenier, Robert Hershevik, they sit around, they listen to people. That's what they are. They're venture capitalists. They give them the money to start their business, get their business rolling, boost their business after it's started, expecting a big payout on the back end. Well, Silicon Valley Bank was basically like a shark. They were funding these businesses. And the venture capitalists were, what they did was, once they would support your business, then they would say, but you have to put your deposits in our bank. Okay, so back when times were good, also known as the Trump administration, a lot of people had a lot of money investing in businesses because the economy was what? Robust. And then the pandemic hit. And then... The economy dried up, and then all these venture capital firms or all these businesses, all these startups, all of a sudden, the investors weren't pumping money in, but they needed money to keep things going. So where did they get the money? Well, they started drawing it out of the bank where they were required to put their deposits. Well, that's okay as long as the bank has invested the money that it had wisely and was getting a return on its investments. But Back during the Trump administration, we weren't dealing with an inverted yield curve. We were dealing with an economy that was well-positioned, which meant that the longer somebody had your money for a CD or something like that, the higher return you got. Well, SVP, the bank, Silicon Valley Bank, thought the good times were going to roll forever. And they didn't adjust when the pandemic hit. They had all their assets in long-term securities. And all of a sudden, short-term securities started paying a lot more. And people started wanting their money. I need my money to keep my business going. They shut me down. I have no customers. I need my, I need my money to pay people. Mm. Problem. 
So the bank started to had a choice. They could either cash in their long-term notes, and if you've ever tried to do that early, you know there's a what? Substantial penalty for early withdrawal, right? Couldn't do that. So how else are they going to get money? I know. We'll sell stock. We'll sell stock in the bank. Well, when you start to sell stock in something, it sends the message that you need money. And a funny thing about banks, when people have their money with you and you send the message that you need money, they start to get nervous about whether they're going to be able to get their money out. And so these tech firms said, maybe get our money out of that bank. Well, then the bank couldn't cover its position. They had deposits in the bank, but their money was, that money was invested somewhere else. Like think of the scene in It's a Wonderful Life, right? The run on the bank. And George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart, is in his building and loan, and people are all lining up to get their money. And he says, I don't have your money. Frank, your money is at Bill's house. And Bill, your money is in the Walker's house, right? Like, that's where he's invested the money. Well, I want my money now, George Bailey. That's what's happening with Silicon Valley Bank. But the question is, is should the government bail out a bunch of high-risk investments as Joe Biden portrays them as just small businesses. Well, I don't really know. Theranos and some of those businesses, not really small businesses, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. So what they're doing is they're bailing out people who took super risky investments Acting as if it's like Bill and Bob's plumbing shop from Coshocton or Joe and Phil's, you know, greasy spoon in Circleville. That's not the businesses that were doing business with Silicon Valley Bank. These are really super wealthy people who are going to be just fine. They're going to take a haircut in their investments. Yes, they're going to lose money. It's going to hurt. But maybe they learn a hard lesson. Now, the danger, of course, I don't want to minimize the danger. The danger, of course, is if Silicon Valley Bank goes under, then, you know, you start to get nervous about your local neighborhood bank. And you might make a run on your local neighborhood bank to get your money out. And it's really not necessary to do that unless you have more than a quarter of a million dollars in the bank. Because everybody who's got an investment, everybody who's got deposits in a bank up to a quarter of a million dollars, you're protected. So there's no reason, but we're funny creatures. We panic We want to make sure we get our hands on it like the people around the counter at the the building and loan with George Bailey. We want to get our money, right? I want to make sure I get my money. Here, I got $2,000. How much do you need? I need $2,000. No, you don't. You know, so this is a phenomenon. Run on banks is a phenomenon. And how to handle it? Mm. Well, there are many, many, many different views, many, many different opinions. But don't believe that Joe Biden's coming to the risk of the small businessman. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.